This is Magnolia Leadership Podcast, heart, soul, and earth aligned. I'm Katherine Miller, a holistic practitioner of 30 years and your host. Join me as we discuss what it means to lead from the sacred feminine. Magnolia Leadership is here to guide you home, remind you of your courage, awaken your deepest knowing, revealing your fullest expression, and supporting your beautiful blossoming. Welcome in. Today's conversation is such an important one. We're talking about money. There's so much to unpack here. I'm speaking with wealth doula, Megan DeBoer, who defines wealth as a multifaceted state of abundance in relationships, health, community, environment, and finance. Her work is about guiding people to heal their relationship with wealth and abundance and accept their fullest expression from that place. Topics we cover include reclaiming power to generate income and steward resources, examining connections between our purchases and the feelings underneath those, generating an experience of wealth on the inside, looking at cultural conditioning around consumption and the impulse to buy and the meaning underneath that, the vulnerability of opening to receive and claim our worth the conditioning around being a giver and how that might present us from being a receiver and why that's important for healing, breaking through scarcity that comes through family lineages. And of course, we get into Megan's amazing work with her clients. Megan and I were fully flowing in this one, and I hope you enjoy it just as much as we did. Megan, what a pleasure to have you here. Mm, what a pleasure to be here, Catherine. Thank you. And I've been able to be a witness to your work and a recipient of your work. And I know when I first found your work, I was so inspired to be able to come at the topic of abundance, wealth, and money from a lens that allowed for my whole self. Mm. It was accessible to me in a way that I felt so safe, so seen. And I really blossomed in the program that I did with you. Um, and so as we're exploring topics that are really important for women and men to step into their power more, to come into deeper alignment, I really thought of your work and how important that conversation is for stepping into leadership, right? And so I wanted to invite you here and I'd love just if we could start with your, just a little bit about your work, whatever you want to share today, mm -hmm. as it relates to, you know, embodied leadership, aligned leadership. So take it mm -hmm. away. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> well, uh, I just, you know, it's, it's such an honor. It's such an honor to, to occupy this space that I hold in the realm of money, in the realm of wealth that has been predominantly in the male realm and to find my own way to, to listen to the invitation to allow it to come back into the feminine, to open up the aperture of what wealth even means and to step into, step into this space. And we had our work together a few years ago. Mm-hmm. 
so much has changed, so much has shifted within me, where it's almost as though the thoughts in my mind, the things that I have been calling in for years are now starting to feel deeply rooted, deeply embodied. I'm starting to understand the concepts that I felt drawn to at the beginning of doing this work, mm. but felt a, a little distant, mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, like I was still in, I've been in, and I am still in my own reclamation of what this work is, what this work means. And I feel like it is alchemizing in me what that knowing is about how to bring the feminine, how to reclaim the feminine within money, within wealth, how to understand what power really is, what the source of power is. And because we associate, because there's so much symbolism between wealth and power, money and power, there's so much confusion, so much rejection around what that means for women in particular. That's not an accident. And right. for me, for me, it's like, okay, what does it look like if we were really to ask ourselves, ooh, what does the feminine version of power and money and wealth, what is that expression? What does that feel like in our bodies? What does mm -hmm. that feel like coming from the earth? Mm. What does that feel like to be the embodiment of that? And to allow it to be expressed. So I'm just, I just, I feel it. Like I can feel it in my body right now as I'm Can speaking. we talk about what's happening between us right now? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think this is what happens when women dare to, mm. you know, connect to their hearts mm. and their wombs and to the earth mm. um, and ask the question that you just beautifully posed, like what would wealth feel like mm. coming through my body in a feminine way? Mm. And it's really amazing to be connected to another woman holding that same question. Mm. So what I'm noticing is this amplification mm. of energy in my womb, mm. right? And also kind of a rising up mm. and then also a resistance. Oh, interesting. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. ooh. We're talking yeah. about this, and then, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. oh, we're talking about this, and I'm thinking mm. of, I'm thinking about it, but I'm also just feeling that. Mm. And I think for me personally, being in the feminine, it's not as organized, it's not right. as planned, it's not as clear, and it can get a little, yeah, an element of chaos in the best way mm. when I welcome it in. Right. Mm. And so to ask that question, I'm just noticing we've been taught to keep this yes. contained. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. And feeling it in the body is interesting. What are yes. you noticing as we're uh, so, to? so beautiful? <laughs> like, <woo>. So, <laughs> yeah, it is. And it is a woo. I, I mean, just as I was speaking, and this is part of my current practice, is just the intensity of the energy moving up from the earth through, through my body, through my womb, through my heart center, and feeling expressed through my voice, through my, uh, through my hands. Mm. I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting. I feel as though my practice is beginning to hold 
to almost tolerate that chaos, to tolerate, to allow, to expand my capacity to be with that energy. And it's, it's, there is resistance still within me. That's where these thoughts that I've held for over a decade, this sort of inner calling, this intuitive calling of like, there's, there's more here, there's more that I want to understand. And Mm -hmm. now it's, experiencing it in a physical way in an energetic way it's a lot to get used to and that desire to contain and control and this is what i feel Mm. so strongly about the power wealth it was terrifying to the masculine there was a containment of the feminine through money Mm -hmm. making it linear creating that organization making it external from the feminine so that it wasn't chaotic so that it was directed and it doesn't mean that the feminine can't direct that energy that of course because we have both we have both feminine and feminine and we need both and we need both and there is a beautiful interdependent balance there but it is the fear and the thwarting of that power Mm -hmm. that we are reclaiming Mm, that's amazing so Let's talk about that. <laughs> the reclaiming, because you've, you used that word before we started mm-hmm. our conversation, mm-hmm. reclaiming. I think I used the word remembering, mm. right? Just like yeah. taking the layers mm. off of conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't actually thought about it in terms of wealth. Interesting. And you're using reclaiming. Can you say a little bit more about how that, that shows up in your body of work, that mm. word? The way I think about it is like, a, this is an intelligence and a wisdom that we have known. Mm-hmm. And then there was a relinquishing, a taking away of it or a relinquishing of that power of that knowing. And so the reclamation of it is bringing it back. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's a different flavor of remembering, like bringing back to wholeness. That's the way I think of it as like, this is an intelligence that we all have innately. We just have forgotten it, certainly. Mm-hmm. But there's like an active, maybe reclamation to me is like, there's an active element, mm-hmm. an intentional mm. bringing back mm-hmm. to us that requires action and mm. requires doing in a different way. Okay. Interesting. And when we say this, reclaiming this, we're talking Mm. about our relationship to abundance, our relationship to wealth. Is that all the same? Yes. Yes. That's, thank you for, (laughs) thank you for asking. Clarifying. To me, to me, it's like the ability, like when I'm speaking of this, it's like the, um, the holding of wealth, the generating of wealth, the sharing of wealth, the power that is inherent in those actions. And I feel like there is, oh, there's so much power within us to, to generate wealth from a different place. Mm-hmm. And that is also a big, deep reclamation <laughs> of holding that within ourselves, not expecting wealth and power to come from the external, but really deeply understanding that it originates within us. And that is also, to me, 
a superpower of the feminine. Yes. We are generators of, we are the generators and nourishers of life. Yes. It's in our DNA, right? It's in our body. It's in our body. We Mm. know how to do it. We know how to do it. Mm -hmm. And it's that understanding the alchemy that we are the creators, that we can Mm. create that from the internal with the external, we can create all kinds of wealth, including money. Mm -hmm. Money is not separate from that source of creation. Interesting. Okay. As you're talking, I'm thinking about, and I'm curious what processes you used for this. One of the modalities that I'm steeped in and have studied for 25 years is shamanism. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are a few ways of dealing with disease, power, power loss, soul loss, and energetic interference Mm -hmm. are ways that we look at a situation that is diseased Mm -hmm. and there, the remedies are power retrieval soul retrieval Mm. and energetic interference releasement. Uh And as you're talking about this, I'm seeing Mm. those three processes, like Mm. where have we lost power Mm. and and bringing that back? That's a reclaiming, right? Yes. And also we've given power. I mean, we're, we are not victims of this. Right. 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 And then the soul loss is like, where are we still stuck? Where Mm. are parts of us parts of our soul splintered, maybe Mm. in our childhood or maybe in a divorce process Mm -hmm. where we need to actually go back and get those frozen parts Mm -hmm. and integrate that. And then the energetic interference is anything that is non-native to Mm. our system. Mm -hmm. So looking at, you know, the systems that we are participating in Mm. that are literally interfering Mm. with our ability to generate abundance. I've never thought of it that way. But yes. that would be an interesting class. A little, <laughs> we could do a master class. Yes. Meets abundance. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so beautiful. So beautiful. And your knowing there, your wisdom there. Again, I am not coming from that framework, but mm-hmm. I it's so beautiful and so resonant. And exactly it's seeing where we are out of alignment, where we are not operating from our whole selves where we have given a part of ourselves away or a part of ourselves is frozen, a part of ourselves is operating in the cultural context, the cultural overlay of what is expected, but it is not operating from our truth. Again, that's the that's the reclamation. Mm. And so just to, to ground this, it's like seeing, believing that we are powerless in mm. any given situation with money, and seeing where we can shift that thinking, where we can shift that belief. Are we powerless? Mm. Where is that little bit of power that we can bring back to us? Mm. Even if it feels, and even if there is a lot of truth to that we do not have all the power, but really looking for where we do have the power and seeing it as our responsibility. Yes, but our responsibility to ourselves, first and foremost, to bring that back to say, "Mm, I'm no longer willing to give that power away. I am reclaiming my ability to generate income, Mm. to steward my resources, to hold my resources. Mm. 
and to direct where I choose for them to be shared and used. That's reclaiming power. And you can do that at the grocery store, you know? You can do that at the grocery store. That's where I, I like to just really bring it into the very every day. This is, yes, it can feel and sound grand, but it isn't always. It's okay. like, where can we practice? Take us through a grocery store reclamation moment. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love the, I love the bridging of these concepts. Yes. Practical. Yes. Always. Yes. So I helpful. do. I do too. I do too. Especially because, ooh, it's so juicy to be in that outer, <laughs> like the really beautiful, juicy realm. Yes. And then to and then to bring it into the everyday. So it's like that reclamation is looking for the foods that are calling to you, that are actually <laughs> resonating with how that fruit or vegetable or meat or grain is calling to you. Mm-hmm. This is nourishment versus, yeah, that there is a frequency there. Mm -hmm. I am going to choose to spend my money on this that will support and sustain me Mm -hmm. rather than deplete and drain me. Oh, I love that. That's so simple. Yeah. And it really is that simple, you know, Mm -hmm. it is seeing money as a foundational resource that can help us and support us in being the fullest expression of ourselves. And that doesn't mean that it is always the healthiest, most nutritious, organic, whatever. That's not what it means. And it's going to look very different for every person, but it's like coming into that place of honoring, what do I need? What is satiating and supportive for me? What do I require in my life? So it could be the fruits, the vegetables, the nourishment, but it is also the soul food. What do I need? What does my soul require? Mm. What is that need? Mm -hmm. How can I give that to myself? Mm. And that is taking responsibility for the deepest, deepest needs that we have and allows us to be fully expressed. Mm. So beautiful. I love the definition you just gave that money is a resource that supports our fullest expression. Yeah. I just want to pause on that too. Mm. I love that definition. It doesn't feel threatening. It doesn't create a um, trauma response. Right. Right. So my experience with myself and my clients is just the word money. Yeah. Yeah. So much, but that definition feels like I can take it in and just be Mm. with that. Mm. Is that, is that a definition that you evolved over time or? Yeah, I would say it's evolved over time. I don't know that I've ever said it in that very specific way. Beautiful. (laughs) I mean, maybe you have a different definition, but. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that, that is, that Mm -hmm. is the definition. I am just riding in this moment, (laughs) just letting it, letting it flow. (laughs) I love it. I like, I like that a lot. So we're, we're talking about the potential of money in its highest expression. Mm. to support our highest being here on the earth, which is going to be different, different alignment. You said the word truth, right? Coming into our truth, different alignment for each individual. So I'm curious in that, as we shift towards that, that's a new paradigm to me for money. Mm. I don't see that operating. Mm. I mean, I feel that, let's see. 
I feel that at my farmer's market, yes. my Sunday market, yes. it's like yes. my soul needs to know my farmer. Yes. I need to chat about, oh, there's strawberries. And he's like, they molded, but now there's the next crop. Like there's something about that. Hmm. I will spend money. Yes. Right. Yes. That's it. And that to me is like this paradigm of hmm. connection, which I think is the medicine that. Yes we're needing is, that, is am I getting it right? Yes, exactly. Okay. exactly. But I don't know that many other hmm. places besides my Sunday farmer's market hmm. that I have felt that experience hmm. or that paradigm hmm. that's actually already in place. Hmm. And that is the place to get curious. Mm -hmm. Right. Where does this exist? I feel it so intensely when I'm at the farmer's market. Yes. In that beautiful exchange, you know, of, oh, I have a relationship with the farmer. Yeah. I am so grateful for these beautiful strawberries that I am purchasing. Mm -hmm. But in that exchange is also like, uh, please, I want to give you yes. this money. And I don't care that I'm spending more than I would spend at the, you know, chain grocery store down the street. I want to give this to you as reciprocity, as an exchange, as a support for you so that you can be thriving, you mm. can be flourishing. That's the, like, this is where the feminine comes in to money, mm. where it is about honoring that sacred interdependent synergy of we are all here playing our part and we're using a, a form of exchange, whether that is the sun, the rain, the soil, we're using money as humans, as a channel, as a conduit for that exchange, but it is, that's what's happening. That's the web that we're creating when yes. we are exchanging mm -hmm. money. So mm -hmm. you know the quality of that exchange at the farmer's market. Yes. And then it's like, okay, it's, it's, it exists in this, this little space in my life, this mm -hmm. weekly space. Yes. I can and taste I make extra it, effort it. and it's yes. like, right. I'll go early. And yes. You know. And it's like, oh, it's just when you like at home. It's so good. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Like everything, like exactly. So oh. then it's like, oh, I've got this little taste. Mm-hmm. What if we can expand that, like just noticing even where else is it showing up? Maybe it's the you paying your child's piano teacher mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and feeling that same sense of gratitude, mm -hmm. that same sense of reverence. Oh, that's a great word. We're making an exchange here. That Thank feels you. honoring. An honoring. Exactly. Mm. It's an honoring. And where else can that show up? Where else can we be in that experience of honoring? I love that. And how can we bring more and more of that quality and that recognition? Because that's a consciousness shift. And the more yes. we shift our consciousness about what we're actually doing, the more we begin to transform the consciousness of what our economy could be. Yes. So I don't know if we can get at this, but if we're shifting to a mindset, a consciousness around honoring interdependence, gratitude, 
reciprocity, all of that feels really good. Mm-hmm. Let's name the unconscious that mm-hmm. we're shifting away from. Yes. What have we been participating mm-hmm. in or mm-hmm. still are like, we're still, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're, I love that yeah. paradigm and we're bridging. And we we're are bridging in this old system. Yes. So how yes. would you, what words would you use or what mindset? What are we looking to shift? Yeah. What are we looking to shift? Well, I think it is that the dynamic of exploitation mm. on both sides, yeah. I am being exploited or I am exploiting someone else. Whew. That brings us true. Mm. That is not an honoring of what is possible. Mm has never been that's where the system of late stage capitalism that we're that we're witnessing that we're participating in that we will hopefully outgrow in our lifetime but (laughs) i don't know you know this is we are in a bridge time Mm -hmm. at the root it is literally at the root is around exploitation and i'm wondering like as you even say that word i can really feel it as true. And I can feel that word in my body. And I'm trying to think of places where I've felt that. Mm. Yeah. And the first thing that comes up is target. <laughs> it's just uh-huh. like, you know, I don't know why it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, or, um, Ikea, which are stores that, yeah. you know, I just don't go to because I literally yeah. feel sick when I yes. leave. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it has this like frenetic, mm-hmm draining quality mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. that what you're pointing to? Is that an example? Of- Oof, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And oh my gosh, you know, and, and all of us, we exist in this world. So it's just, it's the, it's the act of being aware of that energetic quality that you're, that you experience that mm-hmm. I experience, especially mm-hmm. being sensitive to those energies. It's like, like the exchange has been reduced. It's anemic. Yes, there is the exploitation of labor so often in most of the products on the shelf there. Yes, Yes. we can feel that there is the energy of that on the shelves. Mm -hmm. We may even go into it wanting to get the best deal. Right. We're participants. We are all of us. And and I think it's important to just name it and not feel shame Mm -hmm. about it we are existing within the context that we exist in but it's the recognition of it it's the the noticing of it that begins to shift our consciousness Mm. i love the way you're framing that just bringing it into your own body your own experience yeah and yeah maybe we sometimes do have to still go to those places right yeah that's an individual choice and reality, but more and more noticing how we can be in a different relationship with money. Yes. I mean, maybe that's the individuals define what that looks like. Absolutely. In a more conscious relationship with money. Yeah, absolutely. And the most unfortunate aspect of it is that we have limited choice and too many people have the limited choice of that being the best option. The only right. option. It right. isn't that it's wrong. It's just that we've lost our way. It's just, it's one of the examples of how we've lost our way, how we have, how we are dishonoring 
the resources that are required, mm-hmm. the, the natural resources, certainly, but also the human resources, mm-hmm. the lack of reverence for our souls and yes. what exists, mm-hmm. <laughs> what could exist in that exchange. And I think that because we have been operating in this paradigm and there is so much pressure in our economy, yes, we have forgotten that we actually don't need very much. <laughs> so true. And if we can remember that, I'm so deeply grateful, I'm listening to Lynn Twist's second book called, um, is it called A Committed Life? I, I'm listening to it. That's right. I think that's right. Mm -hmm. Um, But her her first book, Mm -hmm. The Soul of Money, which has Mm -hmm. been one of my favorite books, um, but she talks about sufficiency and Mm. plenty and has certainly shaped my thinking from the beginning. But her work is so beautiful in terms of like that question of what is sufficiency and Mm -hmm. that that is the answer to Mm. so many of our issues is really understanding what do we need what is enough what is not just enough but what is plenty you know Mm -hmm. what is what is plenty and to me that's where it's like the the satiation the question of satiation comes in because we might go into those places and we're looking for things we're looking for some kind of we're we're looking to satiate a call Mm -hmm. within us whether that's a hunger call or a spiritual call and yet there's such a low level, low frequency <laughs> of the soul within those spaces that we have to consume so much of it mm. to satiate that need. Mm. Whereas like you, your beautiful description of being at the farmer's market, that's like <laughs> the highest form for you of receiving that deep, deep, deep soul and physical nourishment, right. energetic nourishment. Like that is deeply satiating. Mm-hmm. You're full. You're yes. full. Yes. After that. Whereas you're empty and you're, it's like nothing. I, I need more. I need more. I need more because that there's feels nothing like the there. programming, right? Like what you yes. just said. Like that to me is the mindset. Like I need more. Yes. I can't sit with the discomfort in my own body around this sort of you know, whatever it is, fear, um, survival, fear could be a lot of things, but I need more. And that to me is the programming that you're talking about. Yes. And so even just noticing that, I mean, it's so prevalent. It's so prevalent. It's so prevalent. And to walk through a day, I've, I've done this before. Do I, you know, challenging myself to just not buy things Mm. and notice what is happening. What is really happening? What is that undercurrent yeah. that I'm so uncomfortable with that I think yeah. the next cute outfit or, you yeah. know, usually it's that yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind yes. of somehow, and I love cute outfits, but yes. I, have, I have plenty. <laughs> yes. yes. So in those moments, it's like, when I think I need to go on and get the next cute outfit, if I can just pause for a second and notice, mm. like, what is the undercurrent? Yes. What is the thing I don't want to, okay, I'm stressed about something. Yes. Nothing to, it's not going to get fixed with buying the next outfit. Yes. Right. So there's sort of a, there's a regulation 
Mm. I know you do a lot of nervous mm. system work. Mm-hmm. There's this regulation component, mm-hmm. but there's also a moving towards that thing yes. and exploring the discomfort. Yes. Yes. That is yes. present in all of this, that programming. I really think it's programming. It is. We have to have more. Yes. I like the idea of satiation. Yeah. And just letting it be enough without getting into, I mean, there's another side of the coin where people don't allow themselves to have the thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's so many nuances mm-hmm. in this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you can be satiated and still mm-hmm. have the beautiful new thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. How do you take people, tell, tell a little bit about your work Yeah. with yeah. people. Like, how do you take people through this journey, hmm. where do they come in? What is, what is the thing that motivates them? And hmm. through the arc of the work, what kind of shifts do you bring forward in people? Maybe just, yes. I know that's a big question. Yes. yes. People can get a feeling of, you know, the of work what they, it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what's the pain and what's the, what, yes. are you, what are you shifting? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, I'm eager to answer that question. I just want to respond to what you shared a moment ago, because the recognition of that programming and how powerful it is that that is always the solution when we when we are uncomfortable we have been conditioned how many minutes a day for our entire lives with marketing of you have this discomfort therefore you should go purchase something i mean it is thick and deep and Mm. it just is there (laughs) it's there for all of us especially in this country and giving ourselves a moment to just pause and be with that discomfort. Oh, wow. I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling confused. I'm feeling despair. What are you feeling? Mm. When you can articulate the feeling, it's the beginning and being specific. Oh my gosh, being specific about that feeling giving yourself space to tolerate feeling it just long enough to articulate it Mm -hmm. and then asking, oh, I'm feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. Loneliness is what is alive in me. If you were to dive deep, and this is what my work often looks like with clients one-on-one, if you were to dive deeper into that loneliness, you will see the connection between the loneliness and what the purchase, what the impulse to that specific purchase may have been. Mm, Amazing. Can you give an example of that? Like a purchase that might be related to loneliness? Yeah. So a purchase related to loneliness could be, I want to get this car that will demonstrate my having arrived in the world and attract the people, the attention of the people that I want to have in my life. Interesting. There's a sense of belonging on the other side of that car. Mm -hmm. The, The car is the outward expression of like symbolically, I will belong. I will be seen by, I will be recognized, I will be accepted and included. That is the antidote to the loneliness. Wow. That's mind-blowing to think about because of course a car is never going to give you that. And we know this logically. And that's the programming. 
that's the programming so that's messy. manipulated. So it's messy. literally manipulated. This is where it's like the marketing, the, the genius around marketing, the genius mm -hmm. around manipulation is that that emotional experience mm -hmm. is unconsciously being programmed all day by this shirt, by this thing, by this thing. I mean, you see it, you yeah. can start decoding beauty products, beauty aging, products. aging, anti-aging. Exactly. I'm like, okay, exactly. I'm definitely in my fifties because they're marketing. I know. <laughs> oh, they're marketing. <laughs> they're marketing hard. And I'm, and how, even if we're conscious, we are susceptible to it. And sure. so much of it is like, so, so it's like slowing it down, slowing it down enough to recognize wow, I am obsessing about this car or I'm obsessing about this beauty product. What do I imagine it feeling like, you know, when, when I finally get it? That's another way to explore and interrogate that impulse, that mm -hmm. obsession, that drive to the external solution. And it doesn't mean that the external solutions aren't going to be the answer. Right, and you might do it. And you might do it and there's nothing wrong with that part of it is like just trial and error and learning what it is and then just having the reflection of like that really nailed it you know like mm -hmm. i feel this way mm -hmm. versus like gosh i thought i was gonna feel this way after buying this mm -hmm. and i don't yeah that happens a lot it happens a lot mm -hmm. it happens a lot so mm -hmm. just being in the inquiry being in the curiosity right. of what am I feeling and what do I want to feel? Okay. That's where the emotional connection to our, like really that's the, the root of so much of our relationship with money, but it's really around the feelings that we're trying to alleviate or satiate. Mm. Wow. Okay. So that's one kind of conditioning. Before we shift into your work, I had another question on conditioning that I see a lot mm. working with my clients mm -hmm. who I'm trying to, and this is, I do see this mostly with females as we're trying to step into our expression, into our gifts, building our businesses, this challenge around worth mm. and pricing and yes. receiving yes, as what I see a female issue. Yes. Right. Part of stepping into power and claiming, you know, I'm worth this. I can receive this. I need this for my business so that I can generate the business I want so I can serve my constituents so that I can, you know, be a donor in a certain way. I am trying to think if I've ever had a client who did not have a struggle here. And I think mm -hmm. I, have. so there's something yes. in this around to me, worthiness and also yes. just be, being willing to receive and name yes. it. And it is, this is a really prevalent, yes. difficult one to crack. It is. So I'm curious how you would talk about an issue mm. like that. Yes. As someone who works with women who yes. are business owners, mm -hmm. how yes. would you name that one? Mm. Oh, it's a huge part of my work and okay. it is really the central theme to my expand course, which is specifically for people who are self-employed and primarily women tend to be the predominant participants, but men who attend as well. Is that a group but class? It's a group class. Okay. 
one of my most favorite, <laughs> my <laughs> most favorite places to explore. But it's about our relationship with receiving, our relationship, you know, our sense of worthiness receiving, our sense of deservedness receiving, how we value ourselves, mm-hmm. how we value our work. Mm-hmm. And to me, so much of it is around the conditioning that we have received from the moment of our births in this culture to be giving. That giving is where our worthiness comes from. Yes. Versus receiving, being worthy of receiving. So to me, and especially when we're talking about our bodies, our sense of safety, it can feel unsafe to open to receive. Mm. We actually have a lot more control when we are in the giving position. That's true. So Mm. opening up to receive can be vulnerable. Right. It also means that we need to claim our sense of power, Mm. our knowing of our worth. Mm-hmm. We need to be the one standing in it, especially if we're self-employed and we are determining our rates. We are inviting people to our work. Yeah. So it just brings up earning is really at the intersection of everything that I do. Mm. And meeting our emotional needs is tied to that because we need to feel worthy of having our needs met. <laughs> True to meet our needs, Mm. but included in that is our need to support and sustain our lives financially, to support, you know, to have our business support and sustain us, to receive what it is we require, Mm. our lives require, and what we desire in our lives. Mm -hmm. So, opening up and saying a yes, a bold yes to that can be terrifying. Yes, absolutely. Because it can threaten relationships. It can threaten our sense of identity, especially if we have a big identity around being a giver, being Mm -hmm. the one who is the supporting figure. Mm -hmm. There's actually a lot of power in that. Yes, there is. And I think it's important to acknowledge for ourselves, like, oof, oof. What are we doing with our giving? Yeah, what Mm -hmm. are we doing? Is there a layer of manipulation here? Mm -hmm. Are we not in reciprocity? Are we not allowing there to be clear and clean exchange Mm. that Mm -hmm. brings us both to the table neutrally where we're Mm -hmm. in this like the money can be a conduit for very clear and clean exchange Hmm. energetically as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's something that you would walk a client through that whole process. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good segue maybe into talking about how I work with clients. Right. And we've just talked about a few conditions, but part of it is like bringing awareness. And I'm sure that in your, where you're sharing your content and, that people could find out more about the different mm-hmm. new ways to think about 
abundance, wealth and money, and also the things that we're, we're looking at shifting and challenging. I'm imagining. Yes. Have that. Yes. Okay, great. Yes. So we're just using a couple examples. This is not oh, meant yes. to be exhaustive. Of, no, this is, I mean, it's the conditioning is unlimited around this it, topic. It is unlimited. And, and there are so many nuanced layers. So I'm speaking to the, the things that tend to come up the most often in my client work and in the people that come to work in my courses, but my gosh, it's so layered. It's so deep. It's, informed by our our own lived experience our certainly the cultural conditioning but also our parents our grandparents our far back lineage of where we've come Mm -hmm. from so to me it's it's all about just recognizing the themes Mm -hmm. listening for resonance you know what what strikes a chord like oof that one (laughs) that's in my line you know receiving over giving you know like oh that's that's like I can point to it in my own lineage, okay. like, oh, it's right there. I can see it. I can see it so very clearly what that overgiving has looked like. And so you're talking about, again, awareness, witnessing mm-hmm. and yep. bringing it into consciousness, even yep. these like deeper threads. I love lineage work. Yes. So this is your work is very holistic. It sounds like not just in the fact that we're dealing with the embodied and the soul mm-hmm. and I know that you do the practical, you know, yes. organizing your budget yes. and all of that too. <laughs> yep. But yep. also you're really a healer of money relationships, mm-hmm. right? I, mean, I think you said in your recent bio that you're calling yourself a doula. Yes. A wealth doula, which, wealth doula. Ha- which feels the most, like the most true expression at the least for right now of what this work actually is, because it's so much bigger than for years, I called myself a financial wellness coach. And that's actually, that's very true, mm-hmm. but it doesn't hold the fullest scope of what the work actually looks like and feels like, because I am bringing in this much wider lens. Most of the time I'm helping people who are self-employed really understand the distinction between what their personal life requires, what their business requires, what the possibilities are. Mm-hmm. and working through those places where they may get stuck around yes. the cultural conditioning, their family lineage. You know, for a lot of people that I'm working with right now, there's some really beautiful work around the lineage. And I'm working with four or five women who are each on the precipice of generating a lot more income. And they are all threshold crossers. They are all going to break through their lineage of their family. Some of them are doing this work in, like they exist at the intersection of many historically disempowered groups. Mm. And that work is profound because there is so much tension there of what do I deserve? Mm. Is it okay? You know, do I have permission? Is it safe? Do I deserve this? Uh, Am I worthy of this? And if I cross this threshold, will I be alone? Will I lose my connection to the people that I love? And so it's about navigating that really potent moment in someone's life where they are starting to trust themselves with money. So the practical, like, spending plans, intentionality around 
when more money starts flowing in, what are the systems in place to hold and ground and direct that flow with consciousness Mm. so that they're not just unconsciously rejecting it in the form of like spending their way through it or giving it away. I see that all the time Yes, where it's Mm. (laughs) like, it's not that they've overspent quote unquote, it's so hard to tolerate having Mm. that they just unconsciously give, 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 and then there is nothing left. That is a really important one to name. Yeah. More in that giving. So you're as a doula, wealth doula, you're helping them rebirth themselves. Yes. And also you're rebirthing a rebirthing a paradigm. I mean, that's kind of what I'm feeling as we're talking. How exciting (laughs) at these threshold moments for people who are expanding Mm -hmm. and trying to lead in a more conscious way. Yes. And come into deeper alignment with who they really are. Yes. I'm now I'm like, oh, I need to work with you again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All of this important work. I mean, I think this is so important. Mm. I see this relationship with resourcing wealth, stopping women in their tracks. Yes. Yes. And literally these are like the women that I work with are brilliant. Mm. Mm. They know what they're doing. Mm. They have like a track record. They want to get to the next level. Yes. And then when they're at their threshold, right. This comes in. Yes, exactly. And this is the threshold crossing. And this is where claiming the name of wealth doula is like, I will, support you and hold space for you in crossing that threshold. Just as we know in birth, and I know we talked about this a little bit before we got started, you are a birth doula, former birth doula, as am I. And, you know, it's like that, that beautiful saying, like as a birthing person, a birthing woman, you are crossing that bridge. You have to cross that bridge by yourself, but there are people on either side, you know, like ideally there are people holding that space so that you can go fully into your own truth and navigate that space. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it is profound space, sometimes very mundane space, (laughs) you know, in terms of the work that I'm sometimes holding people through, like opening a bill, you know, it, it is, it looks on its face, very mundane. It can be the most profound work because it is taking action in, in a new way. And Mm. there is, incredible power to me there's no hierarchy how this is expressed like mm-hmm. i just said it can be opening a bill it can be looking at your online bank account with open eyes and not turning away it can be raising your rate yes it can be stating your rate mm. with confidence and mm. embodied knowing yes I just had that experience. I was sharing it with my class the other day. I was, um, I just, last week I was speaking to a group of financial advisors and I allowed this side of my work to come out more than I ever have Ooh, in risky. that kind of, <laughs> it felt risky Woo-hoo. and it felt really, really good. I just Juicy. let it kind of like peek out just a little it's bit. coming out. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end, one of them asked me, how do you convince people of the value of your work, of the value of working with you. 
I responded with, it's not my business to convince anyone. That is not how I operate. <laughs> First and foremost, I, I don't convince people of the value of the work, but I was able to respond to him the whole time. I could just feel in my body, the knowing of, I know, I know the value of mm. this work that I provide. And I have no doubt. I can't feel any doubt in my body about that knowing. And to have it come from that place and to feel it so acutely versus about a decade ago, I spoke for the first time to a room full of financial advisors and someone asked me what my rate was and I said it out loud and my whole body went into like, <laughs> like I just, I, I was out of my body. I didn't mm. even know where the ground was. I mm -hmm. was in a whole disembodied space. Mm. So to me, that is part of the shift that I witness and I help hold space for with my clients is really understanding that, knowing it deeply. And you're doing it. I love it. And that. I'm doing it. <laughs> and that, it's so interesting that how do you convince? Even just the question mm -hmm. has mm -hmm. this power abuse yes, in it. it For does. me, I'm like, I'm here. I know that my work is powerful for the right person. For the right person. Exactly. And if you're that, let's do this. And if you're yes. not, I'll yes. help you find someone else or you'll mm -hmm. find your way. There's no need in a, in a model yes. of abundance. Yes. Seduity convincing. Exactly. exactly. It's just not needed. It's just not needed. And it's just like the farmer's market. There's no convincing yeah. of those Here are strawberries. The beautiful strawberries. They're beautiful. Here's, here's my money. <laughs> yes. 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 So that's like yes. part of the new paradigm too. Yes. Is doing the work. Yes. Holding the value, being yes. in the frequency of your work yes. and understanding that there is resonance. Resonance. For the yes. right people, right? Yes. And yes. we don't need to manipulate that. No. That's definitely how I work too. I just haven't been mm -hmm. comfortable in those other realms. Yeah. And we have to be in those systems. Yes. So I love that you were able yes. to hold your own mm. in that system that has different values, right? Because we still have to navigate and our clients are still navigating. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love every single topic. <laughs> <laughs> What were you going to say? Mm, I was just going to say, oh, it's, it's that resonance. Like, I just love that you, I, that was on the tip of my tongue. And I just love mm. that you said that because that's exactly it. It's like trusting the resonance, trusting that exchange in that, from that place. Mm -hmm. And yes, we exist within systems. We have to be fluent in the, the system that exists. We already are fluent on, in the system that exists, right. but it's taking more and more and more steps outside of that system into the new system. That, that's this bridge. And I have a project that I'm working on that I just- Share, I share. <laughs> it's like my place to just be myself and mm. drop the shackles of- oh. <laughs> like <laughs> of all of my own conditioning about what I have permission to, how I speak, how I share. So I have a project on Substack for a year. I'm, I'm just sharing like the steps that we need to take to walk ourselves into a new paradigm with money. And it's just very fluid flowing, no rules. <laughs> 
Mm. No, no rules with grammar. I'm just writing from the rawest, purest place. Right. I'm giving we... myself permission to do that anyway. <laughs> I would love to. Is that something that people can read? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how do they find that? Because it's that just... sounds like the juiciest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, if this is resonating, then join me there. I have no guarantees, but it's just, it's my place to explore. It's my, it's like I'm discovering along the way as much as I'm sharing. Um, right, there's not an answer. We don't there's have not an answer, answer to no. the new paradigm. We're birthing it. We're birthing it, but we have to consciously understand what we need to drop along the way, you know, to let go of as we are constructing the bridge. That's the visual that I see. We are constructing the bridge as we are walking over it. Mm -hmm. There's a vision that I am holding, but I am just as curious about these steps mm. myself. We don't really know. This is the feminine power. This is the feminine. This is what exactly. we're good at. Exactly. Being in the unknown. Yes. And letting it yes. come through us. Come and through you know, us. that's also really, it's a lot to hold. Mm -hmm. And I think it's feared. Yeah. Right. Do you know, um, what is that book? Charles Eisenstein's work. Yes. It, yes. Like as we're talking, his work yes. keeps yes. coming through. Like yes. the more beautiful world we know is possible. That yes. That kind mm -hmm. of like there is it's, another yes. way. Yes. And we know it's possible. And we yes. all have something to put into that new vision. Yes. And it's a weaving. He doesn't call it a weaving, but to me, it's like this weaving. Absolutely. We can choose to put our energy there instead yeah. of this old paradigm. Yes. And there's a moment where if enough of us are able to dream into that and be in that mm -hmm. unknown and hold the birthing process, yes, we get to do something different. We get to do something different. I'm signing and up for that because it's like keeps me from drowning. Exactly. And and, <laughs> and we're like, creating a reality. We can we, create this we reality. We can create a reality. I feel really passionate too about yes, the systems and the structures must crumble and fall. Oh, and yeah. yet. And, and they are all around us every day. Like we're in the middle of that mm -hmm. intensity, but there are channels that we can still use. So rather than rejecting it mm -hmm. completely, it's like, what can stay? Let's be conscious about what can stay. So I also hold hope and keeps me like holding my focus on the longer term vision and then seeing what the steps are that must be taken okay. now nice. today in this moment at the grocery store at the farmer's market you know all of that that's how we do the weaving the yes. weaving is not like we wait until we get to that focal point in the future it is literally consciously taking the thread taking mm. the needle and mm. and weaving mm. in this moment Mm -hmm. with each and every choice that we have. That's where the potency is. It's in this moment with our eyes on the future. And to me, this is where my work feels alive and rich and exciting and expansive in the most beautiful ways. And it's literally a discovery process for me at the same time. I see it. I see it. And I hear it. <laughs> I really am excited that you're daring. Mm. So Substack is a place. Yes. Before we close, let's make yes. sure. Is there anything else you want to say about your work? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I've danced around it. I, yeah, I feel. Take it just a moment to just so sure. people really understand. Sure. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, part of my reluctance to just dive right in is because my work is feels like it's evolving. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. evolving a lot. So right now, you know, I have my one on one work f- specifically for people who are self employed who want to really heal their relationship with money at this moment in their lives at that intersection between the personal and the business. Okay. So that's my one-on-one work is really in that realm and it's practical, it's deep, it's wide, it's forward-looking, visionary, but it's also very tangible always. And then I have uh, my expand course, which is an offering that is, it's a group offering that covers the same terrain that I cover with my one-on-one work. So it's also for people who are self-employed. It's just in a group format. And oh my gosh, the people that come to those classes, it's a small intimate group, but it is, there's nothing like group work. It's just different. It's so beautiful. And there's so much change and acceleration and layering and weaving. Everyone brings so much more to the group than I could ever bring by myself. It's, it's beautiful. I love group work. That class is amazing. And then I have a self-paced course offering, which is for specifically for personal finance called Thrive. We meet monthly there's a live monthly group coaching call so there is still accessibility to me but that is more self-directed self-learning okay self-paced learning yeah and where do we find you um so the best place to find me is my website tendedwealth.com and then instagram is at tendedwealth and then my substack is megandebor.substack okay great i think Well, thank you so much. Do you feel that there's any hanging Mm. topics or any words Mm. you'd like to leave here? I know. I just, I just feel so, (laughs) we could keep going. We could keep going for hours. I'm sure. I just feel so grateful, Catherine, to you for Mm -hmm. having this conversation. And I just, I just love where, (laughs) where we got to go. And, and it feels really good to me to have been invited into this space around feminine leadership and for me to actually step up into that space in ways that that feels like a beautiful container to do that thank you so So i just want to thank you for what you are offering the world and what you're giving through your own leadership and your own embodiment is beautiful to witness. And I think we're in similar places. This is my <laughs> version of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the answer. Right. I have the question. I and have the question. I have brilliant people in my mm-hmm. client base and colleagues and mm-hmm. my world. And I have always just thought, I wish I could get all these people talking. Right. Yes. Because we would solve some things. We would yes. birth some things. And so that's the intention is just to mm. have conversation. And we're going to be bringing all kinds of people. Mm. And we're going to have a series where we have men talking. And, mm. you know, we're going to talk about sacred union, yes. and healing, not just the sacred feminine, but also the, the masculine. And so, yes. and there's going to be courses. And there's, so there's mm. lots of fun coming. Lots Thank of fun being coming. a part of the, um, the first pass here. Oh, I, I'm honored, honored. And oh. yeah, it's just so delightful to just sink into this space. It's mm-hmm. so, so good to be in this conversation so thank you darling ancient voices spill the secret
That's it for this episode of Magnolia Leadership Podcast. Having you here is such a blessing. As a Magnolia woman, we are leading from our deep aligned power to bring our full bloom to ourselves and our gifts to the world. If you're inspired by this podcast, I invite you to share it with someone or leave a review. Sign up for our newsletter or one of Magnolia Leadership's upcoming in-person or online offerings at magnolialeadershipco.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, so much love to you.